Welcome to the Celtic Fans Podcast, episode one. Sets up Larson here. Larson. Oh, he's in! Hendrik Larson! That is sensational! Hi, everybody. This is Danny. Um, I'm the main presenter of the podcast. Today is the 30th of December 2017. I'm doing this the night of the new firm, whatever you want to call it. Um, so yeah, we'll kick it off just by reviewing that. It was a really, really entertaining game um, in terms of they showed no fear. They pressed really hard through the centre, forcing us into mistakes. They got their full backs up to support the attack. The only way that they would have been able to do that and avoid being slaughtered because we would have absolutely slaughtered them. You know, playing on the counter-attack was to show like determination evident that they did on the pitch. I mean, Jason Holt and Tavenier seemed to be playing three positions at once at times during the game, especially in the second half where they they penned us into our own half for a good 15-20 minutes. I'd say Prankyar starting was a case of needs most. It, it made no sense to construct a game plan to press Celtic uh, in the centre and have Nico Crankier at the heart of it I mean he, he wasn't exactly the most dynamic or industrial players before he suffered the season and the knee injury last October but you could count the number of good times he's had on one hand since he returned you know he wasn't exactly it wasn't exclusively his fault Crankier played part in us enjoying you know some of the best periods of the game between the 10 minute mark and half time whereas Rangers couldn't make the ball stick up front Morelos got caught offside with f- increasing frequency allowing the ball to quickly come back um, you know towards the, the their defence even with even the Colombian managed to get his position right they surrendered possession really easy and Cranker was guilty of giving the ball away most of the time you know, Scott Brown absolutely bossed him around he was allowed to dictate the tempo and flow of our attack with little if any resistance if you looked at their bench I mean you know why he was there there was nobody else there that could replace him like for 80 minutes Penna he's probably the only player there that would be more erratic than Frank here anyway we played absolutely shocking they stopped pressing towards the end of the first half whether that was by design or the team just naturally dropping back due to the pressure they were under but I don't know but there was no doubt they were you know we are fortunate to make it into the break at nil um, Forrest was denied by Fotheringham, you know, arguably he should have done better, but Dembele, Dembele went close twice, Sinclair missed an absolutely stink, uh, horrendous, horrendous miss, just at half time, it should have been more the same after the break, but with Rangers raising their game, we saw a number of the favourites even falling, the first half of the play Tierney all but disappeared as an attacking threat Armstrong became infatuated with recklessly getting the ball forward as quickly as possible which you know was an issue for Colin McGregor all game he just he was two shots he took he had no right to take I mean he absolutely nailed two shots about 10 yards wide twice when he was about 30 yards out I don't get his decision making there it was it was just stupid like Scott Brown and Holt and Ross McCrory constantly in McGregor's face I mean without his service Forrest the guard and Bele vanished from the action and it was no surprise to see Sinclair and Dembele getting the curly finger at the end of that you know what I mean 
I would have started in Nitcham anyway. I mean, it wasn't that much of an issue in the opening period where we eventually settled down and began to dominate possession. But, I mean, in the second half, we were crying out for someone to get their foot in the ball, get their head up and make the pass first and foremost. We, we allowed the game to get played, you know, in the manner that Rangers wanted them wanted it to be played. We were beginning to hurry everything in an attacking sense, and instead of breaking them, breaking them down, we just saw the pressure increasing and the the time dwindling out. And I mean, that's 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 why I mean, I think Nicham undoubtedly improved the side as regard when he came when he came on for Sinclair in the seventy second minute. I mean, just having that extra player in the centre who wanted to take a breather in possession and make the smart pass rather than the quick one would have helped us settle down. Where we were arguably the stronger side from his addition i mean to the game's end it was it was a strange decision to admit him anyway from the starting 11 which is down to brendan rogers but given his form waiting until there was 18 minutes left was probably rogers biggest error of the match dembele was absolutely shocking he did nothing i think we would have been better off starting off with griff um i mean his game against hearts wasn't his best showing but that today was calling out for griff um, Ayer was probably our best player I mean he's 19 years of age he's what 6 foot 2 I mean he's some size of a kid but I think Ayer did very very well throughout the whole game Um, I mean all in all it was encouraging display and should cement a regular involvement I think in at least a rotation sense I mean between now and the end of the season we're struggling for centre backs or centre halves I mean Boyata I think he's a bit of a loose cannon personally I think he's he's turned into an FA Ambrose very very quickly do you know what I mean I just want to revisit what my comments on Rogers of Meeting um, Nicham I mean it's easy to say that after the event and after he came on he looked sharp but it should have been so obvious to to Brendan Rodgers that he should have been in the starting eleven much like Ayer. Instead, Rodgers went with the old faithful who, for the most part, served him well, but not so much in the last three months. Stuart Armstrong has rarely been at the races this time, yet he was onto the pitch today and done what he has, has done for most of the season. Absolutely nothing. The other midfielders weren't much better apart from Scott Brown, as I said, who absolutely dominated and... You know, putting out fires when you needed, you putting in absolutely energy zapping shift. Um, or seeing Armstrong punt the ball forward from the halfway line at one point just so he didn't need to run with it. He looked like he didn't want to be there while Nichan was watching at the bench. It would have been purely speculative, a bit arrogant to suggest we would have won if Nichan started, but I'm going to say it anyway. We absolutely would have won if Nichan started. The midfielder's ability to take the pressure off the ball and eke out a pass would have proved invaluable as the Rangers tried to constantly press. You've seen it when he came on, the composure quick and quick feet helped move things along and get us up to the end of the pitch where we wanted to be. The grand scheme of things, it isn't so bad and a draw isn't the end of the world. The lesson to learn here is that Brennan Rogers needs for it to play the lads who are in form and not the lads that have delivered in the past and have now cooled off. Nicham might have fallen into that bracket at some point, but you know, who knows? You know, I'm fully aware criticising the manner can draw some pretty firm out the tirades from some fans, but anyone who thinks Nicham shouldn't have started even after the event has taken place are just delusional. 
up next we're going to rate the players from the game today So I'm going to rate the players um, from 1 to 10, starting from the keeper, Craig Gordon. Um, Gordon, he pulled off two brilliant stops to the night, having you and Morelos in the second period, but I'll give him 8 out of 10. I think he did well for what he had to do. Um, Lustig gets 4 out of 10. I think he was quite poor today. He lost the ball quite early in the game, allowing... Rangers to a chance to score and was generally quite way below his normal standards. Boyata is getting 6 out of 10. He's not always the most convincing when he's in possession, but he was given a stern test by the Rangers after the break, but he defended alright and he came out fairly unscathed. Um, Ayer, I'm going to give him 9 out of 10. I think he was really impressive today, as I said. He was strong in the air. He was really comfortable carrying the ball out from the back. And he had Morelos in his back pocket for the majority of the game. Tierney, I think, should get maybe 6.5 out of 10. He put in his usual shift down the left-hand side, running up and down uh, the flank. But, I mean, he was booked for a tactical flow on Candias. But, I mean, he wasn't at the races today in terms of his attacking prowess that he has. Like, um, Bruni gets 6 out of 10. Again, he wasn't his dominant best in the middle of the park. He lost possession a few times, but... He still managed to win a fair share of 50-50 balls. Um, Armstrong is getting 6 out of 10. Uh, he sliced an early effort wide, worked hard in the midfield and recovered possession regularly in his own half. Forrest gets 6 out of 10 as well. Um, he had an early effort saved by Fotheringham. It was a quiet night for him, but I mean, he's been in good form of late and you, know, you can't kind of... You don't want to kick him when he's down either, you know. Um, he did create a few chances in the second half. Uh, McGregor, I'm going to give McGregor 4 out of 10. He harried the opposition defence and he linked play well in the final third, but he wasn't at the races today either. Um, he grew tired as the, time, as the game went on, and I thought he would have been better off getting the curly finger. Um, Scott Sinclair is getting 2 out of 10. He had 2 attempts saved in the first half. Missed the best chance of the game close to half time when he fired a shot wide with the goal absolutely gaping. Dembele is getting two as well. He struggled to get into the game. He, his hold up play was shocking. He offered nothing in terms of, of a goal threat before being replaced at the hour mark. Um, Griff came on. I'll give Griff, you know, I'll give him five out of ten. Uh, he came on for Dembele in the 60th minute. He wasn't as ineffective as Dembele um, he got booked in the added time but you know he did what he could Nicham's getting 6 out of 10 he replaced Sinclair for the last 20 odd, twenty minutes he looked lively and played some really enticing passes to open up the Rangers defence to be honest again I'll come back to it he should have started that game today I don't think we should get bogged down um, 
Look, I mean, the draw is a draw. It's only a point. You know what I mean, it would have been worse if we had have lost at home to them. You know, with the with with the, with the uh, with the team going away now, where are they going? Dubai or something? Uh, over the winter break, I mean, they've had what the last, they've had eight, eight games in the last month or something. I mean, that's crazy. Like for any team to be able to keep up the kind of performances that they have been doing with that kind of intensity of games. Um, I just I read an article there today that Rogers is saying that they're going to come back fresher and better after the winter break. I mean. They'd want it. Do you know what I mean? I mean, today's performance and at hearts as well, they were just absolutely, they just looked deflated. They looked like they'd nothing left left in in their legs. I mean, they need a break um, just to get the, their bodies right and get back to their peak. You know what I mean? We didn't need to get back the freshness into their legs again. They'll get away, they'll recover, they'll work hard when they're away and hopefully they'll be back better for the second half of the season. You know, it the transfer window being open, we've already got Comper from Orby Lesbig. I mean, there's also talk of strengthening up the back with uh, Cockner as well, who's currently left QPR by mutual consent after the championship side agreed to terminate his contract. You know, it has been a difficult few years for him, but I mean, it's seen a number of forget- forgettable performances and loan spells, problems out of the field, and seeing his pro- promising career stalling. You know, he is only twenty five at the end of the day, and he's he's a long t- he's a long way away from being on top of the scrap heap. Um, Rogers was talking about him back in July, and he was saying that you know, the reports had linked Cockner to Celtic back then, and he would be interested in in the idea of working with uh, with the one time uh, inter- in, in England international again. Um, the back is one area we definitely need to strengthen. I mean. Cockner is seven years younger than Compner. Um, he's bags of potential. He's played for more and far bigger clubs than him, and it's also eligible to play in Europe this season. So, he's also a free agent. So, I mean, all we have to pay is his wages. Um, I think it'd be a good sign for us. Um, Rogers has said that there'll be a, be a revolving door in 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 January. Um, he was saying that there'll be players in. There'll be players out that want games, you know, players that aren't performing, um, which hopefully, uh, hopefully the the Dembele, hopefully Dembele goes because he looks like he has absolutely no intention of staying with Celtic long term. When he starts, he doesn't give the level of effort that I find personally acceptable for somebody starting uh, with a Celtic jersey on their back. Um, I think. I'm not biased, but well, I am biased. I prefer Griffiths. Griffiths to me gets Celtic. Griffiths gives one hundred and ten percent. He gives the Rangers fans and players absolute dogs abuse, which is exactly what you want. Whereas Dembele just looks like he's there for the paycheck and for to get down to England again as quick as possible. Um, and good luck to him. I hope he goes because if I'm fed up with seeing all this stuff on social media that he's putting up that like oh I have a big meeting today you know they're flying down to London blah 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 like if you don't want to be there get out it's that simple I mean he's there what two years now got him on a free take the 18 million for him let him go down to what is it Brighton that are in for him or something let him go oh you have no time for him anymore I think he's absolutely piss poor sorry for the language
that's it for me um it's been uh, it's been fun so stay tuned and next week we'll have another podcast based on the upcoming fixtures transfer window speculations and so on and this is found on podcast on this podcast is found on uh, itunes it's on soundcloud and on our facebook page at celtic fans podcast on facebook so follow us there and we're not on twitter or instagram we haven't got time for any of that um just on facebook at the minute so get us there and hopefully stay tuned and we'll be back again next week bye